hello. See, I didn't say anything. No. I didn't and say. And welcome no. to those vicar blokes. Welcome to those vicar blokes. Nobody said the the s word no. in it. Yeah, that's quite good. So nobody said so. I'll say that we are okay. So welcome to those vicar blokes. I'm Howell the Nerdy Vicar, and I'm Dave Coaches. And what 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 are we talking about on this episode? Now we're talking about we're talking about Boris because Boris is in the news. Brush your hair. Yeah. Brush your hair. Brush your hair, Boris. Every time he comes on telly, right, my missus just shouts, brush your hair. Oh, <laughs> it's right. just like, shit him so much. Yeah, brush your hair, Boris. So this is recorded on Tuesday. So we'll see on Friday when it comes out if he's still in the news or whether we've yeah. moved on to something else. Yeah. Yeah, he All might right. be old news by the time we yes. come out on Friday lunchtime. So we're sorry if it's out of date, but there you go. Yes, we're talking about Boris and his resignation. What's the other one? Is a really... We look at a very complicated question about um, uh, whether or not there's a loss in a reduction in faith, a reduction in religion, a loss of trust in religious institutions, um, and we and we address the issue of whether or not we've put our store in alternative religions. Yeah, so we talk about that. We're going to carry that on next next week, actually, because it's quite a quite a big one. That it's quite interesting as well. Yeah. So you got that one, and then finally we we. Dave's been watching one of the funniest uh, programs ever made, and it's, I never laughed. It's an anime called The Way of the House Husband. It's brilliant. It's what? not brilliant. It's, it's absolutely awful. hilarious. Absolutely awful. It's on Netflix, and maybe we should have it. Is this the worst thing I've asked you to watch? Though? Yeah, without a doubt. Without really? a doubt, this is the worst thing. I mean, I, I still, <laughs> I still watch a Vinland Saga every now and again. I'm not right up there. Um, I watched all of Breaking Bad as a that result of your recommendation. Yeah. You know, most of it I've I've been all right with, but this it's brilliant. I'm two two episodes in, and I'm done with it. It's brilliant. I want to just delete it off Netflix and <laughs> never let it darken my door again. <laughs> you can't fault a bit of uh, way. Anyway, so we're all way the house husband, and now he wants to be the best house husband he can be. Right? He's a Japanese yakuza all right, member. Don't tell him all, all the right? story yet. All right, it's just it's too excited. So, Dave, it. What have we been up to? Since oh, I, I, I um, I presided over a wedding on Saturday. That oh, was nice. Yeah. yeah, that was a lovely young couple from Colbert Heath. That's quite nice. Getting married, yeah. yeah. And and what was interesting is there's some some flowers that grow over the door. Oh yeah, at, at Colbert Heath, round you know the main door in. Oh yeah, and they were as perfect as I've ever seen them on Saturday, and they tied in perfectly with the flowers that they had. <sighs> purchased for their wedding it was just one of those real picture perfect lovely moments oh. and then i wandered down to their their reception where was that uh, then? was the just club no no it was in their garden oh right with their house oh, it was so lovely marquee thing yeah can of cider you know that sort hey, of thing that's all right. nice, yeah Ooh. yeah i don't get weddings like that, that sounds no. like really nice to do that yeah, yeah. nice village Colbert heath yeah it is actually yeah yeah i used to have bits like that yeah that's good. Um, I went to a. I've got a week of gigs this week. Have you? Yeah, I'm feeling a bit. Oh, I went to Paul Weller at Westonbury. Yeah. When was that? Thursday night. Did you? Was yeah. it any good? Um, that was a pause, wasn't it? Oh, it um, was a bit. I don't yeah. think he was as good as I expected him to be. Because he used um, to win the Brit Award every year for yeah. the best British male, didn't he? In the yeah, 90s. he was good. I don't think he was excellent. He used to be in the Jam, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was better in the Jam, I thought. Yeah. How old is he now? He must be getting older. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So you went to see Paul Weller. I went to see Arctic Monkeys with my daughter last night. Nice. So I go home at two o'clock in the morning because we were in Swansea. 
So he's stuck in traffic for ages. But uh, the gig was quite good. Good. Yeah, yeah. I quite enjoyed that, you know. Um, it was her first proper gig in the stadium, so we all. Well, it's not a proper that. gig if she goes with her dad. Well, that's true, yeah. But you know, I'm quite an okay dad. Did, did you take her lad with you as well, or no, 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 no? no, no Has no. she got one of those, or has she not told you about him yet? <laughs> <laughs> that's enough of that that's enough of that uh, no <laughs> no 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 it was uh, it was quite do you, know, uh, do you know that what that makes me feel that makes me feel like that comment is made up for having to have watched the way of the eyes <laughs> no, it, was nice. it was nice actually to go yes. out with uh out with my daughter, or, you know she went over to this gig it was quite some of the songs were quite good they were a bit normy Arctic Monkeys. A bit normie. Yeah, what you're you normie. normie. You're normie. I don't know what you're on about. Normie's like kind of, it's code for someone who likes sort of regular stuff, like £10 Poms, watches BBC stuff, likes uh, Paul Weller. Somebody who's not as cool as you. Well, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah. you're the normie. Yeah. So we're a bit normie. I did say my daughter's a bit of a normie, so he's a bit normie. So I was looking forward to seeing the Manic Street Preachers on Thursday. You're going to... Oh, but I'm going with my wife with that. Brilliant. So that should be good. I like Over the ba- Yeah, Bath Forum. And then... Oh, the... I've missed that. I didn't know they were on at the Forum. Yeah, well, the trouble oh, is... I've it, got tickets. Yeah, you, you, it's a nightmare getting tickets to the Manic. So it was when we were going clearing out my father-in-law's house, right? And my missus was in the back of the car. My sister came to help us, right? So she's in the back seat like this. Desperately refreshing Ticketmaster for about yeah. half an hour trying to get the tickets because they're a nightmare they are a yeah. nightmare to get so we got them this time so that was good uh, and then we got the big do Iron Maiden they're playing on the 4th of July so we're going to see that well, before I go on holidays yeah. so I'm really are you not to going that. to um, Russell Watson at Iron Acton no no neither am I Russell Watson the, yeah Russell Watson Oh, yeah. he's that he's that normie singer, isn't he? He's, that he's a normie singer. guy, isn't he? He's that you know um, operatic I know style. Is, yeah. Bloke, yeah, he's the sort of look he's you a, get yeah, at funerals, he's, isn't he? He's an Iron Acton on. Is he on first of July? I think. Oh, that whatever that concert the concert thing there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to the Mash on the night before, but I'm not going to Russell Watson the night. Ah, oh, should be. Right. It's a Queen tribute at the night. I go. They're quite good. Yeah, I don't know what the tribute's like, but apparently they're really good. No, I've, I've seen, I think I've seen them. They're mm. quite good, yeah. So, yeah, so we've had uh, quite a nice time uh, over the last week or so. But either we do nothing or we do loads of yeah. stuff, isn't it? That's the thing. Either it's all I've done nothing or, like, you know, we've done loads. So brace yourself for the music. I think this time we'll have the music from the way of the house husband, just because it's so cool. Oh, go on then, yeah. <laughs> So this week's new- I start with so you did didn't oh, I start with so it's gonna happen every week now every week we're gonna it's start unavoidable it is it's no. unavoidable like our subject matter for the news today oh which is do you want to have a guess oh the clown the clown Bo- Bozo Bo- the clown Bojo the clown Bojo the clown yeah, yeah. Bojo the clown he's he's not an MP anymore no he, um he the 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 committee have decided that um 
he most likely has lied to Parliament, and they're going to make that statement. Well, I never. Tuesday, Tuesday. I, I never. Well, I, I watched <laughs> PMQs when he said there were no parties. Um, so it, it was kind Why of inevitable. Why did you do that? Do you not watch PMQs either? No, oh. I never watch that. Every it's now and pointless. again, every now and again, I, no, Pointless is on at five. PMQs <laughs> is on on Parliament Channel in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but on, yeah, you did say, I remember seeing that. Yeah, you yeah, said there was no parties. Yeah, I watched it live when yeah. he said um, there were no parties. And then I watched it the next week when he said I didn't know they were parties. Did you get really angry with that? Then? Um, I wouldn't say I got really angry with him because I didn't. I, I I presumed his innocence when he first said there were no parties. Really? To an extent. I didn't. To an extent. <laughs> I knew there was this one because that woman had already gone. She'd already taken the blame oh, for yeah, actually yeah, the, yeah. the press woman. Yeah, that one. Um, that was quite. She looked really upset. What was she? her name? Yeah, she was gutted. She used to be on like ITV, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she'd gone. Um, bless her. Um, because there had been this one where there wasn't social distancing. And I and I still did think, well, I don't know that Boris was at it. I don't know if he might have been at Checkers or he might. But, you know, now it seems that there were parties at Downing Street. There were family gatherings of his family at Checkers when we weren't allowed to gather in groups and all the rest of it. So it's, yeah. it's, it was an inevitable action that he was going to have to go. So let's get this right now. See if I was, I did see a bit of it and I kind of, you know, thought about it a bit, is that basically this committee, right, or what's Harriet Harman's the chair? Harriet Harman was the chair. Right, yeah. It was originally... Um, Someone else, wasn't it? Uh, Chris Bryant. Right. But he stood down from it because he'd... He decided he was going to stand down because he tweeted things about Boris having parties oh, yeah. at the point that it first came out. So thought that as he'd already made a statement, he shouldn't... He's he the one from the wrong, though, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he used to be a vicar, he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so basically it was going to come out that Boris had lied to Parliament, so he was going to get suspended for a week if they voted for it, and it yeah. would cause a lot of bother. Well, no, it don't only cause a lot of bother. It, it gives his constituents the opportunity to put in a, a no-confidence motion in him. Yeah, so they could have a by They force a by-election. Yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... so so he must have had some knowledge that he wasn't going to do well out of that. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So he then said, "Oh, it's you know, it's all a, it's all a con, and it's a witch hunt, and all yeah. that sort of thing." Kangaroo court. That's and all the rest a, of it. Yeah. So he's done all that, um, and now he then he resigned, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your take on that? That's what happened, as far as we can tell. My take on it would be that it would have been in the public's best interest if he'd have resigned from being an MP at the point he resigned from being Prime Minister. This was an inevitable outcome. Because he got caught with his parties? Because he got caught with his parties and he got caught lying and he'd yeah. already received a fine from the police. So actually his statement in PMQs um, where he's already agreed to tell the truth at all times whilst in the House, um, it, it, it could only be a lie. It, the, the two things cannot be... <laughs> true at the same time it cannot be that there were no parties yeah and he didn't appeal his fixed penalty notice for a party yeah right okay so that you you think he should have gone then so i think he should have just gone then mm. and saved the public's quarter of a million quid on dragging it out um 
and he's barely been in his constituency, according to the news, since he resigned as PM. Well, that's very unusual, so, isn't it? I wouldn't have thought that would ever happen. Well, you say that, but actually <sighs> our two local constituency MPs in the areas that are covered by Yate and Froomside offer constituency surgery oh, on a regular they basis. They do. They and I might not be their biggest fans, no, no, they do. but I have it on good authority they do. from people who've used them that they are good constituency MPs. That, that is true. That is very true. I'm just thinking about when I grew up and uh, our MP was um, Anne Cloyd and uh, she came to school one day and they asked her where she lived, right? Yeah, and she said, "Oh, I've got three houses. I got one in London, one in Cardiff, and one in Aberdeen." They said, "Yeah, but where do you live in Aberdeen then?" Because the rumor was, I don't know how true it is, but you never saw her ever. She no. never did anything for Aberdeen because it was such a safe seat. Yeah, and maybe the thing is, is that round here is quite marginal, isn't it? Really, yeah, it's yeah. being liberal and that, so they're forced to be good MPs while in ultra safe seats. Um, they they. They don't, um, and that's I, I don't know about Tories, but the with um, like Owen Patterson was my old MP in in Drayton. He got voted out on a recall, didn't he? Um, yeah, uh, I. But I'd be reluctant to tar all MPs with the same brush. Oh, I'm not. I'm I would not. like to think that they came into it with the right intention, and their intention is to serve a local community to the best of their ability, in the same way that that's what we try to I'm do. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think it's very unusual for a, a MP um, not to spend a lot of time in his constituency. Well, to go into it for power instead of... Um, no, I'm not saying why they went into it. I'm just saying that it's not very unusual especially in very safe seats like in the northwest uh, the northeast and places like that yeah for mps to be uh parachuted in because at least you know our local mps are from the area which is yeah a good yeah, thing, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. but that's the... live next door to one of our churches for a while i understand yeah yeah that sort of bloke yeah but uh, so your take is basically boris should have gone etc is there a wider take about this then? Because to me, it just seems a bit like uh, the Philip Schofield thing we talked about last week. It's just the same thing. It is the He's same thing. He's not as good thing. looking as Ollie Willoughby. That's the only difference. It, yeah, well, we don't want to go down that road again. <laughs> um, That's all it is. It's we Philip don't want to go down that road. I don't... I don't... It's not quite Philip Schofield because I don't actually think that Philip Schofield has a position to affect anybody else either. Well, maybe he does, but not in the same way, not to the same extent. Do you think it's the difference in well, power? Boris has a lot more power. Uh, maybe. Um, and I find it hugely disappointing um, that he managed to get through some of the people that he wanted on his honours list and to then go the next day. I mean, that's it's a whole different news story. We could analyse them all and think, was, what have they done to deserve this I did peerage? look at that, yeah. Um, I did look at that. It made me laugh that Nadine Doris is crying because she didn't get one. Um, but they didn't follow the right procedure. And she says, but Rishi should have told me the procedure. But shouldn't Boris have told her the procedure? Well, it's not that. That's the thing. It's, it's a bit like Versailles, isn't it? It's court politics. Yeah. It's I've been helping my son with his A-level revision, right? And it's been fascinating to learn about Tudor politics, which is court politics, yeah. and all the intrigues and all those sorts of other things that happen. I mean, it's just the same as this. Yeah. You know, it's it's nothing new. 
in this under all. the sun. No, and it's just like it's just a kind of drama. Yeah. Um and I think there's actually a deeper story with this. I think this whole thing is a look over there. Do you? Yeah, there's there's Why, a what's thing. the big story that we're missing then? The big story that we're missing, right, is that across the elite class, many people, right, from all walks of life, from the media, but Sky News got caught with it, didn't they? From a lot of celebrities got caught with all this, having parties and what have you, right? Yeah. yeah. The Tories got caught with their parties. The civil servants got caught with their parties. You know, my father-in-law's funny with this. They caught the other one. He was on the telly. He was drinking a bottle of beer on the telly. They had him. Yeah. I said, no, he was on a phone. He wasn't on a phone. He was drinking beer. And I said, no, 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 he was on a phone. They filmed him on a phone. You can't film on phones. It's not a phone. Because he thinks a phone's like a landline. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, they caught him. And it's basically what the real story is, is we were told that this whole COVID thing, social distances, yeah, lockdown. Yeah, well, we're expecting that report in the next few days, aren't we? Yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. If they really believed that, and Nigel Ferguson, right, is the worst for this. Neil Ferguson, sorry, is the worst for this with his modelling projections, right? Yeah. He was the modeler who sort of yeah. all out, right? Yeah. He got caught. He told everybody, and everyone believed him, or a lot of people believed him, because he was a scientist. Yeah. He used his scientific credentials, right, in order for people to believe what he was saying, right? Yeah. And then he went out and he broke his own rules. Yeah. So, but so did that... Um... The chief medical officer in Scotland. Exactly. She, she they did all that, did like, it. Three it, weeks it, in, it, broke the rules. But, but so the what difference with her you, was that she was fired by Nicola Sturgeon before she could not bat her eyelids. That's not the real story. That's not the real story. The real story is, right, is we were scared. A lot of people were really scared. Yeah. And people kept the rules because they were scared. And people enforced the rules on others because they were scared. People were genuinely terrified. Yeah. We both experienced that. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Very with true. Pastorally, right? People went through incredible anguish at funerals, yeah. all these other things, right? Yeah. Because they were scared. You had to bring up funerals just as I was waiting for a gag, didn't you? All oh, right, okay. Late, yeah, that's all right. Sorry, yeah. But they did all these things, right? But basically, what the real story behind this is, the elite class, all of them, who were involved in all these parties didn't believe what they were saying. Because if they believed what they were saying, they wouldn't have had a party. They told everybody to be scared because it could kill people, yeah. right? Yeah? Yeah. We believe A lot of people believed it, right? Yeah, but and that's, all the, that, that's right? the dirty plebs, isn't it? Exactly. So what's the real story behind this is, is underlying all this, is across all different groups of people, not just Boris, right? Yeah. Their attitude was, we have to be careful of the dirty plebs because they're going to spread the disease. But because we're good, responsible people, whatever, we're yeah. this type of person, we can't spread the disease. And what we have to do is pump fear into the system in order to control these people because they're irresponsible and we're not. Yeah. And that's what the story really is. But the people like Sky News, etc., all these other people don't want to tell that story because they're implicated in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The same as the Labour Party. 
They don't want to tell that story, right? As people might say to the Labour Party, oh, excuse me, Labour Party, didn't you question any of these things? What was going yeah. on? Where was the opposition? Awkward questions. It's easier for them to say, Boris is awful, let's get him. That's what I think it is. I'm not saying Boris is good. I'm not saying he shouldn't have resigned. I'm just saying that's one part of a story. So and do you think... Oh, that's really do cynical. Do you think, irrespective of the leader, that it would we'd still be having this conversation? Yeah. I think it's I think it's the Stanford prison experiment. I think it's it's so you, yeah, I think that what's so, so you don't think that the fact that they, they had a party culture in Downing Street well before COVID kicked off was was and that was a Boris party culture. You know, like looking at the timeline, wins the election, twelfth of December. Party. Party. Mm. Get Christmas, go have a party after a party after a party, haven't mm. you? Gets Brexit through January, let's have another party and then COVID's on our doorstep, but by then you're used to having regular parties and they're fun. Yeah, but you've fallen into the trap now of assuming that the only place in Britain where this party culture was going on is ten dollars. Oh no, I'm no, I think there's plenty of student houses that have as many parties. I know that. But and there are plenty of people that, that lived like that and had those parties. But but most of but yeah. But Sky News are doing it. Yeah, but and there all are the lots of places doing, doing it. And I'm not and saying the chief that, medical officer I'm not was saying doing that it. they were. And weren't. Leo Ferguson was doing it. But we're not all like that, are no, we? No, we're not. But what I mean is, is that I, I think it's. Not... I mean, culturally, we're not all like that anyway. I wouldn't want to. Have irrespective a party. of no, I, you'd have to talk to people. I wouldn't want to talk to Boris Johnson all night. No, it's bad enough I have to come around and talk to you every day. <laughs> That's right. But I think, I think there is that. I think it's it's the wider culture because you talked about this a lot in other podcasts it's the wider culture of our whatever they are the, the establishment the elites whatever you want to call them right whatever is not now being referred to as the blob oh no maybe they're part of the blob I don't know yeah the blob that's whatever. the latest term now yeah the blob all over yeah. Twitter is, is is people Boris defenders telling the rest of us we're just the blob the blob yeah, but I, I think, keep reporting them for being derogatory on Twitter, but they don't seem to get banned. Yeah, I think it's a bit. I think with it as well, in a way, there's a very small. This is my take on lots of things like this. Is a lot all these people to know each other because they all went to university together and they all kind of did different things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And really, it's a bit like if you went into a, a village in Shropshire, right? Yeah. And that village in Shropshire, you said everybody in this village is now going to run the country. And they all know each other. They all bother each other. And they've all fallen out, just like people in villages do. And now we're just listening to their arguments about their fallouts with different things. That's all it is. And I think my take on Boris is, right, same take as I had a lot of them, is if Boris was born in Aberdeer, He'd be the funny bloke down the pub who makes a joke now and again, but doesn't yeah. really do a lot. Yeah. Is they're not that impressive people? No. And I think that what's missing from our public life is courage, integrity, leadership. And I think that because those things have been missing for a very long time, and because they all know each other and all that, this sort of thing is bound to happen. And until the structure changes and we have better values in public life, then it'll just carry on. And I think that's 
across the board. You can't get it. You, you, it's better value. They, they've forgotten the fundamental Christian so, values. So Rich's thing about when he came in saying it's going to be about honesty and integrity and all the rest of it. Yeah. Are we convinced? No, because he doesn't believe in anything. You can only believe in honesty if you believe in something. And they don't believe in anything. They just want to be in charge. So we need to re-establish values then? Yeah. And then we might be able to start to build something that that Works. looks worth having. Yeah. If you want to get really technical, I'll finish with this, because maybe I'll do something on it in a bit. I'm not sure. There's something called... Um, it gives them Dave some homework. Right. Let's give Dave some I've homework. I have got time for homework. Right. Is um, There's something called negative liberty, right? by a bloke called uh, Isaiah Berlin and a famous lecture in the 1950s uh, called Two Visions of Liberty, right? Right. And what negative liberty is, is freedom from something, not freedom to do something. Oh, so right, it's the okay. opposite of Christian freedom. And it creates, by design, a world without values and meaning. Right, okay. Because the idea is that if you have values and meaning, then you'll always have revolutions and conflicts. So if we create a world where nobody believes in anything and we just consume things, then we can be free. Okay. Does that well, make that sense? makes Yeah, and it makes this morning's read... It's Tuesday today, if you're listening to this on yeah. Friday. We're recording this on Tuesday. This morning's Romans reading um, make a lot more sense as well. Cause, exactly. Because um, that it's, made absolutely no sense when I read it this morning. Maybe you should go over it. But that's your homework to go and look that up. So that's our yeah, take right. on Boris. I'll do it like I did all my own work at secondary school. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah. So thanks for listening so. to... Sorry, yeah, okay. Yeah, right, so... Thanks for listening to those Vicar Blokes and don't forget to subscribe and to give us a rating or give us a comment and send us in your questions or your suggestions for uh, things for us to watch like animes. Right, so we've had a question. Dave, do you want to read this out? Because it's quite a long question. It's, it's a good one, though. Fair play. Re- you could have said that before you pressed oh, record. Sorry, yeah, all right. I have yeah. to find it. Find again. the question. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Come on. What's your name? Right, so, you found it now. Yeah, I got oh, it. Right. I got it. So the question says: Is the reduction in church attendance a reduction in faith, a reduction in religion, or a loss in confidence in the institutions? And are faith and religion the same? It's quite a long and complicated question. Okay. So I think we should do... Uh, first off, I think we should do our faith and religion the same. Yeah, that's good. good because I think that's, that's in the, the kind of what's beneath a lot of it, really. So, Dave, do you think faith and religion are the same? No. Right, why? Because I think... I wasn't taught that in school. <laughs> Come on then, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you can you can be a member of a religion without having any faith. You can turn up and you can go through the motions, mm. but it doesn't mean that your core belief is there. Um, and I know lots of people who are like that. In fact, my first mentor, who um, 
very selfishly died a good few years ago now. But he came up behind me when I was church warden and he said, um, my dear boy, you do realise, of course, that most of these people don't even believe in a God. I don't as, think that's as he true. then went to walk away, he walked away and sat down. Um, which but he was but he was very like that because he likes you to think yeah that was the whole point in a mentor is that it gives you something to think about and to ponder and there are a lot of people who turn up in churches for whom it's a social club i don't think that's true anymore to develop their faith i don't think that's true anymore i think it's true less than a lot less than it used to be okay yeah i think what we what we've got there though is a real confusion around what what we understand as religion. Yeah. Because I think that when we learn about religion in school or we learn about religion or we talk about religion, basically we mean Christianity. Mm. We mean no no, what we mean is people who go Catholics, clearly. People who go people who go to church but don't really believe in it. That's what we mean by religion. Not necessarily, because it encompasses those that do believe in it as well. Sort of, yeah. It does a bit, but it's religion is used really as a pejorative term for Christianity. So most religions in the world, this idea that you do a ritual because you believe in something would be a completely alien concept. Right? Yeah. So if you talk to a Hindu, which Hinduism doesn't really exist, it's something that we invented as British people to understand the um, practices. I think there's a lot of people in Asia who might disagree with that. No, they wouldn't. No, I think Hinduism is is something which we in the West have sort of as a term created to describe the way people worshipped in India. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay. If you say so. You need to get your head around that. Okay, but people do use it, but in a, in a loose way. So if you talk to, say, somebody in, I don't know, Calcutta, right, and said, like, what do you believe about Kali, right? They'd be like, I go to the temple, I do these things, and that's it. But they say, well, what does that mean? What's the deeper philosophical meaning around what you do, right? Yeah. And they would go, I go to the temple, I do these things, that's it. Or if yeah. you talk if you talk to a Shinto guy, right, from Japan, right? Yeah. And he said, Right, what what do you what do you believe in Shinto? They would say, Well, we go to the shrine, we have these gods in the we have these um shrines in the house, this is what we do for the ancestors, and we go through these rituals and we do these different things. And they say, Yeah, but what do you believe that does? And they would go We go to the shrine, we do these things. They do they wouldn't understand the question. Because that idea of religion is a western christian idea no i don't necessarily agree uh, and the reason i don't disagree is because i've heard somebody phrase put this in exactly the opposite way yeah. and, and and what they've what it was was a ba- on the basis of when you get a school visit your church as yeah. part of their re curriculum they'll visit your church but they'll visit the mosque they'll visit the yeah. temple they'll go to the synagogue and when they go to the other places what happens is they're told something about the faith what the belief is what the religious practice is in the building yeah what we do when they come into churches is we tell them that this church was built in 1855 <laughs> yeah. and the pews were installed yeah, in 1860 yeah, 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 yeah. and we don't tell them what we believe but we tell them about the building instead of about true, yeah. the church. So I don't. Do so that therefore, if they were if they were 
that there must be something that's in the core of the belief that when when the schools go to visit they're able to articulate that perhaps the main body of their religion doesn't quite understand in the same way that ours doesn't understand Christianity. Or maybe that's one of the things that because you did it in Britain, that's that that's a British response to a different question. So they'll ask that question. So they they'll they'll give that this is what we. But is that because they don't have any doctrine because anything, because but... religion is is a cultural identity, yeah, as well as a faith. Exactly. So because it's our cultural identity, we somehow take it for granted exactly. um, and we don't bother to really look at it. Exactly. It's a bit like when you go to look at the tourist attractions when you're on your holiday, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And I just wonder how many people live in Bristol and have never been to see Temple Meads train station or Clifton Suspension Bridge exactly. or Adastair at the SS Great Britain. Yeah. But when the tourists come, they all do that. And when we go to other places, we all go around and look at their tourist attractions. Maybe it's that same sort it of logic. It is that sort of thing. Logic. It is that sort of logic. And this idea that, you know, every Muslim prays five times a day and all that sort of thing. And you're just like, really, do they? Do you know what I mean? But but that's what people are taught. Yeah, isn't but it? see, no. when the school come in, we tell them we pray three times a day, don't we? Whoa. Morning yeah. prayer, midday prayer, evening prayer, yeah, oh, exactly. and compliment four well, times a day. Four times a day. See how slack I am because yeah. I've forgotten one. Yeah, exactly. So I think with religion, I think it's it. I think what 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 has happened is there's been a shift in the default. So in the fifties, the cultural default was you were Christian. Yeah, and today the cultural default is that you're not a Christian, agnostic, agnostic, something, right? And I think what's happened is this driven the decline in the Christian expression of religion, not religion in general, right? Yeah, in the Christian expression of religion has been a sustained attack by um, people at the top to make being a Christian lower your social status. So in the 1950s or 40s or 30s, going to church increased your social standing. Do you yeah. see what I mean? People would say, oh, he's good because he goes to church, right? Or he's a good Christian person. That was seen as a good thing, right? Yeah. But now being a Christian, going to church is seen as a bit odd, Um being a priest is seen as a bad thing um, by a lot of people. Not people, I think, on the street, ordinary people, but certainly in the upper echelons of society. It's So being a, being a Christian is old-fashioned, it's backward, it's stupid. Yeah. You're stupid. So there's a lots of pejoratives. So I think the decline of the church, I think, is driven a lot by a sustained attack to make it awkward, difficult. Like going to church is difficult now, so there's lots of competition on Sunday for different things, like yeah. sport. and So culturally, you're now a cultural outsider if you go to church, while 50 years ago you were a cultural insider. Does that, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's because of the lack of not really... So the lack of uh, relig- 
the expression of the Christian religion in society. Uh, yeah, and, and other and other religions took over, didn't they? We talked last week. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Bear with me, because you looked uh, at me with uh, a shot that uh, and I a lot. GB News incoming. Let me finish my point. Yeah, we talked last week about the introduction of Sunday shopping. Yeah, and if you don't think that going shopping's a religion, yeah. then fundamentally you're flawed in your thinking. Because actually, yeah. that's an alternative that we we fight against now. Is the fact that it's one of those two days that people have got time together to actually go and do a bit of shopping. Yeah. Whereas that wasn't an option up until fairly recently in history. Yeah, and exactly. I was really looked at you. Is it actually the one of the, the you thought I was going to say? Oh, the Muslims are taking over. Yeah, India. Like GB I've been news. watching too much GB, GB news. news. Yeah, even GB though news. in the local, in the recent census, they make up a very, very tiny, tiny proportion. of... But that's actually part of the ruse, though. Is is actually is what what's happened is we say, oh, well, we're now a multi-ethnic, multi-faith, multi-this, that, and the other society, which is true, and, yeah. I, and I'm not particularly against that in a sort of way, right? So what they would say is, you can't now express Christianity openly uh, because you're going to upset these other religious groups. Well, if we talk to Sikhs, Muslims, Hindus, whatever, yeah. right? And they say, oh, well, I'm a Christian. This is what I do. This is what I believe. They go, oh, that's really interesting. I'm a Muslim. This is what yeah. I believe. And it's always nice. Yeah. Nearly always nice. Yeah. Right? They're never offended by us being Christians ever. Right? I, I've never come across it. No. I think they're used as, they're used by other people, um, by like the humanists and stuff like that. In order to um, weaken the institution, yeah, and I think that that that's that's pretty obvious. So they're used in the same way lots of people are used in society as a pawn in somebody else's game. Yeah. So I think that's something. But I don't think there's. Do you think there's been a reduction in faith? We'll come back to other religions I, I think, in a minute. I think there is a slight reduction in faith. Um, I don't think it's as massive as church attendance would have you believe, because I think that up until fairly recently, there were a lot of people in churches that didn't necessarily have a faith. Mm. I think now most people who are in churches do have, uh, do profess the Christian faith and have a bit better understanding than perhaps there was before. Yeah, um, I'd agree with uh, that. So, yeah. so I don't think that the, the, the reduction in pew dwellers is as, is a sign of a great reduction in faith. No, I'd agree with that. And in fact, in some ways, it's been an increase in faith. Of course, because... that's not to say that you need to necessarily go to, to church, even if you have got a faith. There might be people that are practising their faith in different ways at home now. We've got online services and everything. Yeah, OK. Um, yeah. And, and um, you know, part of that question that we have is have people lost confidence in the institutions? I think and that's, to be honest, yeah. each denomination of Christianity has at some point embarrassed itself in the way that it's it's been. Oh yeah. I think we've shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And I put myself in that. Yeah. I, I think it's it's um I think there's yeah, I think that's the thing, is that we've we need to repent, I think, as a church, as a church institution, for the ways in great ways and in small ways that we've got it wrong. Yeah. Um, and we a... do all get it wrong. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I, get it wrong I, I offended one of our regular listeners not very long ago 
before we started the podcast, but not very long ago. It's not like you to offend someone. No, but it, it, but it take it took them having enough faith to practice forgiveness, and and me enough humility to appreciate that I'd done something fundamentally wrong and offended mm. them, um, and to seek forgiveness for that to be remedied. Yeah. Um. Uh. But it would have been really easy to have just done that, offended her. Walked away. She might, ev- she might even have walked away. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to be walking away, but she might have. But it, it, t- it takes work and energy and effort to do that. And I think that that sometimes we can be offensive without knowing we've offended. Mm. And that's driven people away over the years. Um, I think we let people down. I don't think it's about saying this is the thing, saying people and upsetting people. I think a lot of the time it's... I think a lot of the time you talk to people and say, oh, I used to come to church, but now X. It's usually because there's something to do with a nasty conflict in church. Yeah. Where people have behaved in bad ways. Yeah. There's that. Or it's the failure of clergy, I'm sure myself included. There's probably a whole pile of people out there going, oh, yeah, he's the reason I don't go to church anymore. Um, Where we fail to address a pastoral issue with them sufficiently. Or we fail to answer their questions. There's a lot of that. When, you, when people have failed to... Yeah, in fairness, we don't always have the answers. Well, no, no, but I think it's not about having the answers. I think it's people have failed to take the time to answer yeah. the question. Um, it's not really about giving a definite answer a lot of the time, but it's about answering the question. There's all sorts of things like that where we've got it wrong. And I think what I, what frustrates me the most, if I'm honest, is we we don't seem to stand up for ourselves enough. Um, and I think that's the narrative. What do you mean by we don't stand up for ourselves enough? I think what people want more than anything else is for when Christianity is... Um, and I think this is for the last 60, 70 years. When Christianity is um, attacked, either intellectually or whatever... Yeah for people in the church to respond in a in a way which is good. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think I, well, actually do... what we want to do is hide. Yeah. We're under attack. We're going to hide under the table. Yeah. Oh, I suppose it's, it's fight or flight, isn't it? I think we've actually we choose... Flight. Flight. Hide, we choose. Hide, freeze. Fight, fight, fight flight, or fright, isn't it? And we choose fright. Yeah. Um. But I think that's the thing is is it's easy to blame the bosses, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, that's not going to get us anywhere really. But I think because I, I'm not in, I wouldn't want to be in their position. But I do think that that there is that feeling that you know we don't uh, we're not robust enough. Yeah, and I think that I think that's because we've lost confidence and courage in our own faith, and I think that's something that we need to rebuild yeah is that element of courage and i think that's the key thing really with is confidence in institutions and confidence in um confidence in trust yeah and how we do that is through repentance yeah yeah recognizing that we need to be forgiven making our apologies and accepting the forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and just say, like, you know, this is where we've got it wrong. 
because people don't leave people haven't left the church because they uh read a philosophical book about the cosmological arguments against the existence of god right people don't do that people do read the books like the god delusion yeah right? but when you talk to like the kind of angry atheist guys and stuff like that right when you talk to them for a bit yeah they'll go on about all these different philosophical things and you yeah. engage with it for a bit and all that and then they'll say when i got married to my first wife um I went to go and see the priest, and because I wasn't a Catholic, he told me I'd signed a piece of paper, and I told him I wasn't going to be told what to do by him. And yeah. then I walked out, and then he said, well, he wouldn't marry me, and I loved her, and that's terrible. And who is he to tell me what to do? Yeah. So it's not to do with, oh, I don't believe in it for an intellectual reason. It's because I'm angry with this man who did this thing to yeah. me, which got got me really wild, riled up, and rightly so. Yeah. Do you, do you see what I mean? And I yeah, think that, absolutely. that's the thing. Is all of them, you go and talk, or oh, they thought something like, I, it would be something like, you know, I wanted to be cool. I wanted, and I fall into this, you know, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> not radical or whatever. I wanted to be radical, not cool, but no, I wanted to be radical. I, I wanted thought to be your, different. I thought your whole thing was on being uncool. I thought well, that is. was your niche. <laughs> it is, yeah, but not cool like that. What I mean is, Wanting to be radical, you know. Want when I was younger, not so yeah. much now. I've yeah. calmed down a lot, but you yeah, know. yeah, because you've had a birthday, haven't you? Well, not recently. Yeah, you had a birthday recently. Didn't no, you? it's March. Oh, uh, was it? No, it's March. I'm... I saw somebody wishing you a happy birthday yesterday on Facebook, didn't I? No, did uh, they? I don't know. I thought so. No, it weren't me. Oh well. All oh, right. No, I'm not a birthday. It's in March. Anyway, but you know what I mean. Is it? I think that's the thing. Is it? is people say, if you talk to young people, why do you stop coming to church? They'll say, well, I sort of drifted away because like it was boring or yeah, or um, people, I didn't want my friends to know I went because then they'll make fun of me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah? Maybe. I, 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 I was having a conversation just last night, actually, with somebody who asked how long I'd been a Christian and they told them since I was four or five, but actually when I was 17, 18, 19, um, they didn't necessarily like the rules that came with I perceived came with it. Mm. Um so drifted off a little bit at that point. Yeah. Um so yeah. Maybe. What was her name? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sad sadly it wasn't, but still. Oh right, okay, yeah. It's usually <laughs> not for the want to try. Not for the want to try. So he was more successful at yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's the thing. But I think yeah. I think that's the thing. We didn't all have that soppy little love story where we met at school. <laughs> we had one girlfriend. We're still married to her, you know. She'll we kill you. She'll kill you. You watch out. She'll kill you. You carry on like that. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I would be very careful. She'll kill you. But, and then kill me. You know, that sort of thing. But yeah, so, but I think that's the thing. We've lost our confidence. And I think unconfidence in institutions as well. And I think the two go together. So, I think the great lie that we've been told over the last 80 years, and more than that, actually, the, the lie that's become popularised, which is actually a Victorian lie, um, because George Eliot was a big right. proponent of it. Remember George Eliot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, author. Um, which is basically, you can have Christian morality and a Christian society without Christianity. Yeah, but that's cultural religion. 
So, so actually, you probably can. No, you can't. Yeah, because that's exactly what you described at the start for Hinduism, and you can. It just doesn't work without the other elements of it, without the faith. Exactly. It exists. Yes. Yeah. It exists, but it it it's not the complete package. Yeah, but I think yeah, you're right. Actually, exactly, it does exist, but it you, it doesn't work. That's the thing; it falls apart because it's too subverted too easily. Exactly. into the me 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 syndrome. Exactly, exactly. You cannot have cultural Christianity without a large proportion of the society actually having the Christian faith, and that's what we're finding out now. Yeah, is without what they told us, right? And what I was told in school and what people will say is, oh, you don't have to be a Christ- go to church to be a Christian. You don't have to believe in all that rubbish to be a Christian. You just have to follow the Christian ideas. Yeah. And then you go, oh, okay. Well, there so was, what are they then? There was you know? an example last week that came up in the Alpha course that I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. And that was the image of a fire full of, of coal. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you've got the fire. It's burning. It's really hot. But then you take the coal out of the fire and you separate them onto the hearth. And they soon burn out without giving much heat when they're separate. Mm. But when they're in community and they're together, they burn bright and they burn hot mm. and they burn long. Whereas, you know, that fire just dissipates when when you separate them. I thought that was a really good visual. But that's exactly So well done happened. to the person who gave me that and I shall forever use it. I think it's... Um... When there's a church fathers, but I think no, it's uh, don't tell me that. Yeah, I think it is. It's, I thought it's really it was old. one of our members. No, no, it's really old. Um, but it's a really good one. It's yeah. a confirmation analogy, which is really good. It's where you you rekindle the thing. Um, but what's happened is is that we've believed that lie of that you can have Christianity without Christ. Yeah. In the same way we believed you can have Christmas without Christ. Yeah. And what's happened to our whole society? is we've become Christmas without Christ. Yeah. We we call it Christmas. We do all these different things, which are sort of to do with that. But actually, what we celebrate at Christmas is the opposite of the Christian story. Yeah. And what we, what we, what, what they're trying to say really is there's nothing special about Christianity. It's just how human beings are. And, and we've subverted it with being nice to each other. Yeah. And actually worshipping the other god of materialism. Exactly. Exactly. And we worship the god of safety. And so we've actually become far more religious. Covid showed us that. That was a hugely religious yeah. time. Right? Yeah. Um, we've become more religious than ever. Right? But it's not Christian. Yeah. It's It's basically Roman. It's basically a re reimagining of old Roman ideas and some Norwegian ideas. And yeah, that's what secularism is. It's mm. not about going forward. It's actually about going back to Rome, yeah. back to Greece and all of that. So that that's what's that's what's happened. So I think what we have to do is stand up against that lie. Yeah. Is the reason that what well what we were told right yeah was as we got less religious and superstitious right we suddenly transform ourselves into these kind of rational beings yeah 
where we'd all become rational, we'd all become moral, we'd all become better and better and better, and we believed in the progressive model of uh, morality. morality. We're back to book one, chapter three, though, aren't we? Yeah. Where the snake says, yeah, God don't want you to eat that because you get all the knowledge. Exactly. You'll be as powerful as him. Exactly. It's all the same Right back there, all again. Exactly. And what we're... Book one, chapter, chapter three. three, exactly. It's that we've all known this is nonsense for thousands of years. So what we've ended up doing is we believe this stuff because it's easier. Yeah, it's just easier, and we all do. Vickers included, to a certain extent, go along with this stuff, and um, where we believe that you know Christianity isn't that important, and it's not the foundation of our society. And we can get around. We can get away without it. Yeah. And maybe. And then what you get is the two uh, the those vicar blokes podcast that start <laughs> off by talking about Boris Johnson. Yeah. He's, you know, we're, yeah. we're in the trap, aren't we? That's the basis of our life is politics, not faith. Exactly. And where we worship the state, we worship politics. Yeah. You know, is the Labour Party actually a political party, or is it a religious organisation? I wouldn't like to say I'm not ingrained in it like you are. Oh, I'd say it's a religious organisation. It's, um, I would say it's it's high. It's not a club I belong to. No, well, I don't anymore, but that was a long time ago I left yeah. them. But, uh, but that's what I mean. So there's lots of different things here. So I would say, just to finish it off, because this is a long question. Maybe we'll talk about it again next week, actually, because this is a yeah, big maybe. question. I would say, and we can listen back to it and think about it. I would say that, yes, there's been a little decrease in faith, there hasn't been. There's been an increase of religion, but it's not Christianity. It's something else. Yeah, and we need to regain our confidence. Yeah. So maybe next week, maybe we could talk about ways in which we can regain our confidence in Christianity. Yeah, you could yeah? plan. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, ways in which we can do that. Okay. So next part, we're going to talk about a terrible program. It's not terrible program. It's awful. I can't. You 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 sent me this this WhatsApp, didn't you? What was in it? the middle of the night? That was, wasn't it? Yeah, and you said what what this? That, I see that program. I, you can't say what it said in that WhatsApp. Absolute, and then it was we'll a have to get word. bleeped out. Bleep, absolute yeah. bleep, wasn't it? We don't yeah. want our WhatsApp shared in public. Thank you very much. Well, it was just that one, but I was just yeah. a, anyway. So we're going to talk about the way of the house husband, which is an awesome anime. No. My personal plea, listeners, please feel free to send us in your questions, your comments. But please, please don't make me watch any more animes. Please don't do it to me. Um, but do give us a like, give us a rating, ask your smart speaker to play us. Listen to us on your way to work. Listen to us with your spouse, your significant other, your kids around the kitchen table on a Sunday morning or whatever you want to do. Okay, so last week I asked Dave to watch The Way of the House Husband, which is an anime, which is one of those Japanese cartoons. Which is Japanese terrible. Animations. I don't know what I did to offend you. Um, whatever it is, I'm really sorry. But um, it do, do you want to say dreadful. what it's about? Say what it's about. Well, I wondered whether or not there was something that came before it that you didn't recommend I watch, where this character was introduced. No. Um, because what he is is basically the most feared gangster in the region. That's it, yeah. Who's given up being a gangster in order to be a house husband. Yeah. Um, but everybody's still really frightened of him. 
and it, <laughs> the immortal it, dragon. <laughs> he's very competitive in all of the things he does, and he has to be the very best that he can be in everything he does. Um, yeah, so it's you, awful. Yeah, so the the sales one. Do you watch the first episode? I wa- I watched the first two episodes, oh, two which in Japanese terms was the first twelve. Yeah, it was the episodes, first anime. Yeah. I've got the I've got the the manga as well. If you want to read it, no thanks. Yeah, you can watch it. You have to read it backwards. Life's too short. But but it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Where Eric says, "Mum, it's so funny." Didn't you find it funny? Not really. I thought the cat bits were funny. Oh. But didn't you think anyway? It, it it's absurd. The point of it, it's absurd, is that he's he was in the yakuza, right? And he was the immortal dragon, wasn't he? So yeah. all the yakuza's are scared yeah, of yeah, him, yeah. right? Yeah. But now he's given up being in that to look after his wife and be a house husband. Yeah. So he devotes himself to being the best house husband he can be. So he goes around making the best pack lunch he can for her, doesn't he? Yeah, and yeah. She forgets her pack and lunch. She forgets it, so he chases her down with it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Rid- it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's why it's funny. No, <laughs> that's why it's funny. I, well, I and know. all the yakuza always try and catch him, but they can't because he's 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 not a yakuza anymore, is he? Wow, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was dreadful. It was not enjoyable to watch. It's some sort of weird sense of humour. And I, you know. It's brilliant. It's on Netflix. Everyone should watch it. No. But it's great. People should miss it. Well, the reason I picked it, right, wasn't just because I knew you'd hate it. It would be funny, right? Was because, because his problem is the same as Eisenberg's problem from Breaking Bad. Is he's so hyper-competitive with himself and he's just trying to be the best so much he loses sight of everything else. So he actually ends up being a bad house husband by trying to be the best he can possibly be because he doesn't actually spend a lot of time with his wife or look after very much or all those things. Everything's a competition with him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so he's got to get the best bargains, isn't it? So he, he goes in and beats people up in the shop to get the best bargains, doesn't he? And things like Don't that. Don't we all do that? No, not really. Oh, right, okay. All right, yeah. But that's the that's the thing, is this idea of being the best, I think, is is the problem. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, well, it, 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 it's an obsession and it drives him um, and it's clearly misdirected, but it didn't make the programme any funnier. <laughs> I thought it was great. Anyway. Yeah. But I think, I think just because you like cartoons, is they're not cartoons. Like they're SpongeBob animes. SquarePants next week. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, I don't mind that. See, that's quite good. I used to watch that with the kids. But uh, but what I'm saying is, there's something in it because I think that's one of the traps that we fall into in our society. Is one of the lies that we're told in society is if you're not the best, you're rubbish. And yeah, I think that's yeah. and that's one of the things we use to replace one of the things which is come into our society in the vacuum left by Christianity. Is this old Greek idea, an old human idea really, that we define ourselves by our actions and our works. Yeah. And I think he's saying that he is of value because he is the best. And if he's not the best, he's of no value. And that's the thing that's come into our society. It's always been there. But if it doesn't have a robust Christianity to push back against it, right, it gets out of hand and that's where we end up where people believe that they're worthless because they're not the best. And I think that's one of the major one of the major kind of drivers of depression. Yeah, but it's kind of um 
how does it go whatever you do whether you eat or drink do it as if you're doing it for your lord in heaven not your masters on earth yeah um uh, and and it's about the fact that he's doing it for his own glory and his own value and and not placing anything higher than that um he's making the lunch right not because he loves his wife he's making the lunch because he wants to be the best house husband yeah and i think it's that mixed up intention which is where we've got to where it's this striving for perfection loses touch with what we were actually trying to do in the first place maybe but there's still the intention there isn't there there's nothing wrong with striving for perfection as long as that's as long as the intention for the perfection's right if we want to make our wife the best lunch that we can make yeah just when you're listening, love, don't get excited. I won't be making you lunch. <laughs> I was going to say, um, uh, was it a Tesco meal deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if we want to, if we want to get her the sandwich that she likes without having to ask her what sandwich it is she wants you to it. get, right? Yeah, right okay. Yeah. Um, then, then if we want to do that because we want the best for them, then great. But if we want to do that because it makes us somehow feel good or gives us more power, then that's where the intention's wrong. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with striving for perfection, but but that you have to always question why why that's important. But it, who it's, it's for. Yeah, but it's the same thing with power, isn't it? Is that is there's nothing wrong with being powerful, but if you're powerful in the service of others, yeah, that's the Christian understanding of power and the Christian understanding of achievement. Really, yeah, is that we we strive in the service of others, yeah, to serve others. And that's actually bringing us right back to Boris Johnson and the whole of our institutions have gone wrong because we've forgotten what they're based on. Yeah. So our civil service and our political system and our kingship, going back to what the coronation, coronation special, thing, yeah. coronation special, it's based on this Christian understanding that power is exercised in service of the weak in society. Yeah. So our politicians, our civil servants, our teachers, us as priests, us as business people, everybody should exercise power in the service of the weakest in society. Yeah. And we've lost that, and now we just want power. Yeah. So way of the house husband, he does it, makes the lunch, because he could be the best house husband. And now, I, and now I wife. fully understand why you asked me to watch it, and I agree that that comes from the program, but it's still a dreadful program. <laughs> it's still a cartoon with bad language in it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it yeah, you you watch what you watch, and I'll watch what I watch. I think we should. Uh, I've got upstairs, and we're so into it in this house, right? Yeah, you know the apron he wears. I'll just explain yeah. how he dresses. Right, he dresses in a in a. A gangster suit, so a really, really flash black suit, yeah. right? Yeah, but he wears this apron all the time over the top of his suit, With, which is some Japanese cartoon thing in in and of itself. Yeah, he's it? got yeah. like an anime thing, so he, he wears this this apron and he runs around with this apron on. Uh, which is just hilarious. I've got the apron upstairs, so I might get you one for that's yeah, one yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. Anyway, it's not. So, <laughs> so next week we'll be talking about how we can be more confident in our faith and how we can build confidence. I think. What are we watching? 
Uh, it's your Dawson's pick. Creek from the start. What? what? Dawson's Creek? That's a 90s thing, Yeah, right? oh, it's brilliant. It's I've on, never it's seen on that. IT, you need to watch it. It's on ITVX. Is it so 90s it hurts, though? It, it's a little bit dated. Um, is it really? Is it? Is it all women with like nineties fashions on and stuff that's going to make me feel a bit old? No, uh, no, it's 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 timeless American fashions on. So don't worry about the fashion. Okay, right, yeah, um, it's good. Just watch the first couple of episodes. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek is on ITVX, and I was very excited when I discovered it was on there last night. Um, and I'll tell you more next week about how it prevented me going to church. What Dawson's Creek? Is this something to do with one of the women in Dawson's Creek? I wouldn't say as much as that. All right, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I've never seen it. All right. So, okay. So, Dawson's Creek, ITVX. Yeah. Okay. You were too busy at church because it was on on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you were. I, no, I was. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. Was it on Channel 4 or something? Mm, it was. Well, that's yeah. why I didn't watch it. I was, I was on. I was in um, in Wales, wasn't uh, I? Oh, yeah. So, there was no. We had S4C, so it was all in Welsh. Oh, uh, fair enough. So, that's the thing. Yeah. So, Dawson's Creek. Watch it next week, and we talked about confidence and whatever's in the news. So, and uh, I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.